Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dale Lally, and uh, well, I haven't gotten to talk to you all since uh, since the Steelers beat the Seattle Seahawks 32-25 on, uh, on Saturday night in their preseason opener, but I did get to see another practice today coming out of that thing, and the Steelers have some, some guys a little nicked up, but the big news on Monday was, well, I'll get a lot of guys back. Uh, this was the first time maybe in this entire training camp where we saw Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth all on the field together uh, at the same time. And so that's a formidable group. Uh, and, and so, you know, I think there's maybe a chance we get to see at least most of those guys uh, this weekend when the Steelers play their second preseason game down in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. And that will be interesting. Um, of course, uh, they were working out there with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he has not, contrary to uh, <laughs> the belief, uh, um, I just I was just watching here uh, as I, I was sitting here writing uh, something on NFL.com uh, or NFL uh, Total Access here. And the big question was, has Kenny Pickett passed Mitch Trubisky on the pecking order for the Steelers? No, he hasn't. Come on, people. Will you stop with this stuff already? Let the kid learn at his own pace. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Um, now, that being said, as I expected, uh, Kenny Pickett opening practice today is the number two. I think that's been the plan all along. And I think you'll see Kenny Pickett uh, against the Jaguars play with the twos this week and Mason Rudolph play with the threes. Uh, I just think that that's the natural progression of this thing. But I do think you also see uh, perhaps uh, Mitch Trubisky maybe play the entire half in this game, maybe maybe the entire first half, unless they go out and, and do what they did against the Seattle team and, and move the ball pretty well and effectively. Uh, then maybe you don't see the, the starters out there offensively much at all. Defensively, however, I think you're going to see a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the frontline defensive players play in this game, at least for a bit. Uh, and, you know, I, I know uh, one of the big things that I saw coming out of this game, well, the Steelers run defense isn't fixed. Tap the brakes on that. Now, today, Mike Tomlin uh, talking about this is, hey, I'm not going to grade this on a curve. You know, I'm, you, you can't grade this on a curve. I don't care who's in there. The, the, the standard is a standard, all that stuff. 
but you have to grade it on a little bit of a curve, don't you? There was no Cam Hayward out there. There was no TJ Watt out there. There was no Tyson Alulu out there. There was no uh, Larry Ogunjobi out there. There was no Alex Highsmith out there. TJ Watt, I think I mentioned. I mean, so they're playing without essentially the front five of their front seven. That's the entire defensive front didn't play in that game. So I'm going to, in my eyes, grade that on a bit of a curve. Because here's the other thing. And this is why I thought that, uh, you know, we talked about this on the, on the Steelers pregame show on WDVE, um, betting the over in this game or taking the over in this game, I think it was 36 and a half or 37 points, uh, was really important because you knew the Seahawks were going to play Drew Locke and Geno Smith this entire game. You knew they were going to have their frontline players out there running the football and blocking because they're having a, that, that's a true quarterback competition. They're trying to figure out who their starter is going to be for the 2022 season. Who's, or who's going to replace, uh, you know, a, a guy who, a legend of their own in Russell Wilson. They don't know. Is it going to be Geno Smith? Is it going to be Drew Locke? They have no idea. I think the Steelers are pretty sure, 99.9% sure that Mitch Trubisky is going to be that guy for them. So you saw Seattle in there in the fourth quarter with really their second team offensive line out there playing against some guys that uh, for the Steelers that that aren't going to make their roster. Um, That's just the reality of it. It doesn't make it right. That doesn't excuse anything. You still want to stop them. You still want to, you know, play good defense and you, you, you would hope that the scheme, you know, works in some cases that, but if guys aren't really running the scheme and doing what they're supposed to do, and I think that's what Mike Tomlin was alluding to when he talked about the standard uh, on Monday being the standard, um, guys still have to have their run fits. They still got to be in the right gap and do those kind of things. And that didn't always happen out there. So uh, that's, that's really what uh, they were talking about. But outside of that, I mean, I think the Steelers had to be pretty happy with what they did in this game in terms, especially offensively. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks, they combined to go 26 to 37 for 224 yards and four touchdown passes. That's a 124.9 passer rating for the three of them combined. They also rushed for 185 yards in this game. So, you know, I think that offensively, they got a lot done and looked good. And, And really the offenses kind of looked that way after the first week of training camp, the first week was not pretty here in, in Latrobe. The offense was struggling. They couldn't get any, get their footing. And over the last two weeks, it's gotten better and better and better. Now, today I say that, uh, and the offense goes out and goes two for seven on seven shots and then fails to score on, on both of their uh, attempts at, at the cashing in, in a two-minute drill with Kenny Pickett getting picked off uh, on the third play of his two-minute drill by Arthur Millette. But the offense has, has been very competitive. Even at seven shots, even though the defense won five to two, there were two spots, there were two, uh, two plays where they got stopped just short of the goal line. Once in the run game, once on a pass that, that Deontay Johnson caught running out of bounds, and, and I, I didn't think he got in, and I don't think they ruled him in. Um, you know, there were a couple another pass that the uh, Mitch Trubisky threw 
to Zach Gentry that, you know, was really a well-thrown pass. And if he throws that pass to Pat Fryermuth, Fryermuth probably catches it. But it wasn't Pat Fryermuth. So, you know, you do it. <laughs> you do what you do. I'm just looking here, and they're, they're showing a uh, a tweet here on NFL Total Access, and it says, uh, George Pickens looks like what, what you would have if Jerry Rice and Randy Moss had a baby. Let's tap the brakes on that just a little bit here, folks. But that's it, that's what they're calling their overreaction Monday. This is a, 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 a Monday where you kind of overreact to those kind of things. And I've seen all the Kenny Pickett stuff and I've seen the George Pickett stuff and the Steelers look good Saturday night. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, but there's still plenty of work to be done. I think that's kind of my, my, my big message here and things are going to get better. Um, you know, we're going to see, I think that the frontline defense out there against the Jaguars. And so we'll get a better gauge, I think of where the Steelers are really at when they play the Jaguars. Now, that being said, you know, the Seahawks aren't a good football team. I don't think the Jaguars are a good football team. But they're one that's that's going to be trying with a new head coach uh, to get something done here. Uh, not that the Seahawks weren't trying, but I, I think they were trying to figure some things out, particularly, uh, you know, with those quarterbacks. So let's not get overly excited about one preseason game, but it certainly was a step in the right direction. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to The Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'll be back with more right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So who are some big winners coming out of that uh, Monday night, or that game, I should say, the Saturday night game um, as we sit here on a Monday night? Well, I think Anthony McFarland really showed up and, and played well in that game. And, and he's done what he's really been doing over the course of this training camp. Uh, he looks much more decisive in his running. Uh, I used to say, you know, he looked like a Tasmanian devil in years past as he, as he hit the line of scrimmage, arms and legs flying everywhere, but not really going anywhere. Well, now Anthony McFarland's using his biggest asset, with his, which is his speed. And so you're starting to see him, uh, you know, you do some more things like that, use the speed, get to the outside, and even run with a little bit of power. So that's something that was good to see. As you saw, I, I've been raving about Jalen Warren now for the last few weeks. And the rookie out of uh, Oklahoma State didn't disappoint. Six carries for 34 yards in that game. Also caught the ball really well. Four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown there. Did have a fumble. Can't do that. Uh, he also had a fumble last week in practice. I kind of wrote that one off. But now that's two fumbles in a week. So you do want to see the young man use have uh, better ball security there. 
And, uh, you know, if he can do that, I think he can be a pretty good player in this league. Um, Connor Hayward, who I wrote about in my preview, I thought played pretty well. Still has some deficiencies as a blocker at the point of attack. That's going to be his his bugaboo for the for the course of his career. But uh, you know, I thought you know they used him and used him a lot. Um, you know, he's a weapon in the passing game, and so uh, you know, I think that uh, he's he's a guy that certainly uh, is going to continue to, uh, to 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 show up. I thought Miles Jack played really well. I thought Trey Norwood played really well. Um, you know, for a guy who, uh, you know, you wonder if he had a roster spot. Remember, he was just a seventh round pick last year, and that's a crowded defensive backfield. Um, I, I thought he had a really strong game there, which is something he needed to do there uh, in terms of, uh, you know, maybe helping to solidify his roster spot a little bit. I thought the offensive line overall, especially both tackles, played pretty well in that game. Yes, I know they gave up some pressure. That's going to happen. Um, but I thought in the run game, both uh, Dan Moore and Shooks Okorafor did some nice things. Um, you know, the interior offensive line, I think that's still a work in progress. But they did run the ball pretty well in this game. If you, when you look at it, I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers ran for 185 yards in this game. Take that all day long. Uh, you know, Stephen Sims had the nice uh, had the nice jet sweep for 38 yards. Also had a nice punt return in this game. So I think he helped himself as well. If not here with the Steelers, then, you know, I think he showed enough that, that certainly he could hook on with somebody else or, or be trade bait uh, when the time comes here. Uh, he's an NFL player. I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about that. I've been saying that all along. The Steelers were going to potentially be cutting uh, one or two uh, wide receivers who are NFL players. So I think other teams will be keeping an eye on that. I thought the quarterbacks all played pretty well in, in, in this game as well. Um, you know, I didn't think any of them did anything to really hurt their stock. And finally, I thought Matt Canada might have been the biggest winner coming out of this game because the offense looked like an NFL offense. They moved the football pretty well. You put up 400 yards of offense or almost 400 yards of offense in this game. And all three quarterbacks looked like they belonged. So that's a testament to, to, to Canada and his coaching staff, Mike Sullivan as well, working for, with, with these quarterbacks. All too often, you see some of these young quarterbacks get in there and look overwhelmed or new quarterbacks, but everything worked pretty well. There were no timeouts wasted because guys couldn't get lined up correctly. The offense ran efficiently and smoothly. They ran the ball effectively. So it was a good first step for Matt Canada. I want to see more of it. I want to see if they can carry that over into week two. And, you know, you want to start trying to build something up here uh, for September 11th in Cincinnati. But all in all, a pretty good showing by that Steeler offense. We'll see if they can keep that going here. I'm Dale Lally. I'll be back with you again tomorrow. We'll go over uh, some things that happened in tomorrow's practice on Tuesday. The Steelers have a couple more days out here at St. Vincent College before they head off to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. You can listen to all of our shows here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Um, we got Pirates, Steelers, Penguins. Uh, got uh, both colleges, Pitt and Penn State, covered as well. Of course, you can also hear Matt uh, Williamson's uh, takes on different things. Uh, so plenty of good content here on DKPittsburghSports.com. But that's going to do it for my show today. Talk to you again tomorrow.